Okay, so I have not done this in a... Like, <laughs> I should just... <laughs> we should just take a minute to appreciate the fact that the very second episode of this that I ever did was me turning around and being like, I have not done this in a hot minute. And that was within the same year. It's a completely different year now. It's been ages. I just haven't done it. Um, I want to say it's because I got busy. I think it... Like... It, I know why, it's because I wasn't interested in doing it, I didn't want to do it, I only do it when I want to. And I kind of <laughs> substituted the the podcast kind of thing for, um, I subbed in just ranting to people, and I just send them these long ass fucking voice notes on Snapchat consistently, and I've realised that that's probably very annoying. Like, I know that I know that there are certain people who've been like, oh no, it's not, like, I like it, it's fine. But I also know that, like, I don't know, there are certain things, obviously, that, like, I I will talk on voice notes about because I want to have conversations about it. But then there's other things where it's like, why bother? Like, I I can literally just record (laughs) and and post it to the podcast, which is what this was started for. It started because I was like, I have a lot of things to say that I want to talk about. It does anything in between, like, every, like, literally everything that I want to talk about. And I should just (laughs) stop spamming people (laughs) if I have this resource to do it with um it also doesn't help that obviously I got a new phone not obviously but I got a new phone (laughs) and so I didn't have like the app which is obviously anchor um to to record it on so I was just like well what, what am I meant to do um I like the name of this still, because I, I, I was thinking of like if I was gonna come back to do this one, because obviously it's a new year now. It's been it's been a while. I wouldn't be completely out of the question for me to just start up a completely different one. But then I I liked that this was called Who Even Cares, because like a a big motivation as to why I started it was because I I I, I wanted to be able to speak. And talk about things that I didn't think people would care about because I had because I'm, I'm sure that I'm pretty sure that I'm probably gonna there's gonna be other people who listen to this that obviously didn't know so I mean if you listen to the first couple messages you know what I talk about but I have a private story on snapchat called my opinion bitches and I talk about social and political issues there sometimes I haven't really um largely because the last time I did a lot of arguments started about it and it's one of those things where it's like, yes, I want to be an activist and I want to talk about, you know, human rights and stuff. But there's like a huge difference to arguing with people about the fact that I should have bodily autonomy and be able to exist. <laughs> and like, hey, I think instead of doing it this way, we should do it this way. Like, it's massively different to like, I don't think you should exist. You fucking suck, whatever, die whore bitch and then like oh actually I think they should take this political approach instead it's like and I was not for the constant talking and and having people turn around and be like oh hey no actually (laughs) funnily enough I don't want you to have rights so and it bear in mind it's coming from like one of the most privileged fucking people I know I was like bro you serious we're talking middle class cis het white male bruh bruh shh literally shh, literally shh, literally stop, like, like, I actually don't remember asking, that's so funny, but, like, never again, shut up, shut your face, (laughs) um, 
So yeah, I kind of just scrapped that and I don't post on that at all. Um, as if I posted on this a lot. Uh, update. Because I don't know who's going to listen to this. I don't know who listens. I don't even think people listen to it. Because um, like, one of the things I, I think I've said in like the first or second, one of the other episodes I did before this was like, you can talk to me about it afterwards, like DM me or whatever about it. Because for the most part, I think the people who listen to this are going to have my social media. And because and, I can't imagine people just randomly, magically finding this. <laughs> I feel like it's going to be one of those things where it's like, it takes a while. Um, but anyway. <laughs> and and so, and no, one, and no one really did that. Not not that I was like, oh, oh no one's DM me about it. It was more of just like a, so as far as I'm aware, no one has listened to this. <laughs> like like you know that like that's it no one no one listens to it which is fine like I don't care it, it's it's largely just because I want to feel like less of a psycho when I'm talking to myself <laughs> um, also there are certain people that I know who like to listen to me talk for hours or a, a long period of time and they're like it's like a little podcast and then I kind of go oh yeah I had a podcast as if I still didn't have access to it and still couldn't post on it so yeah I'm doing this but for anyone who isn't close with me anymore, doesn't know what's going on, um, a lot has happened. <laughs> oh, I'm just thinking now, like a lot has happened since the, I don't know when I last did one. I think it was in August, possibly. I don't think I've done one since I started back at school. So I started back at school. I'm taking ICT, I'm taking mathematics and I'm taking RS and I want to drop every single one of them. I fucking hate it. I hate everything about it. <laughs> well, no, that's not true. I don't want to drop ICT and I don't want to drop RS. I just want to drop maths. But, like, that's another point. That's not what we're talking about. I also came out to my mum and dad. My mum first. Wasn't the best reaction. I came out to my mum before in second year. I was like, hey, I think I might be bi. At, like, right after parent-teachers meeting. Because, not to flex, but... <laughs> Um, I used to be fucking smart. Now I'm failing. Uh, but, like, it doesn't matter. It's fine. It's not important. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I was like, they're probably in a good mood. They, they're not completely disappointed in me. So if this is going to disappointment, if this is going to disappointment them, you know, like, it's, it's, it's fine. Because the other stuff will hopefully put them, you know, it was, it was just a good situation to do it. Um, so I was like, hey, I think I might be by in the car, which is like the worst way to do it. By the way, if anyone's listening to this and you're thinking of coming out or you don't know, or you might come out in the future and you're not sure how your parents would react, do not do it in a confined space where you can't escape. It's the worst thing because you're just sitting there awkwardly and, and especially if you have like a mum like my mum who like you'll, you'll mention something and they just consistently go on about it. Like they don't drop the subject. It's like, okay, it's gotten awkward and I'm uncomfortable. Just drop the subject now, please. And it's like, nope, I'm going to keep going until I think that you're taking in what I'm saying. And I'm like, I'm not taking any of it in because it's fucking bigotry. But it's fine, we fucking move. So, like... It wasn't so much that she had an outright homophobic reaction. Because my dad was in the car as well, but he's one of those silent, stoic, I don't, I'm not saying anything, so you're never going to know. <laughs> um, but he also didn't say anything to make my mum not say that. It was more of just like, a, I'll just sit in this car and, and nod away. Ha ha ha, yay. <laughs> you know? 
And so, like, because his reaction was fine. He, because the second time, obviously, this year when I came out, he was like, yeah, okay, cool. Well, congrats. Wow. Yay. I'm going to go do whatever I was doing now. And I'm like, okay, cool. Um, and it, it was less of like a, I don't care, whatever, blah, blah, blah. It was more of just like a, this changes nothing for me. And I was like, great. That's what I, that's how I want you to react. I want you to say you're the same person because you were always like this. It doesn't matter. And I'm like, cool. Okay, cool. That's, that's good. My mom has never really had that reaction. Uh, my mom would, I, even if my mom was supportive of it, she wouldn't have that reaction. If, if she was to be supportive of it, it would be a super, super supportive. She's always like an extreme kind of reaction to shit. And so not, not excessively extreme, but like, like you'll get what I mean when I tell you how she reacted. So I told her, I think I might be bi and it's not so much that she was like, no, being queer in any sense is wrong. Um, it was more of like a, are you sure? Who's making you think this? What's making you think this? But, but, and questioned it and like invalidated how I felt and kind of like belittled and patronized me. And, and to the, to the point where like, I was like, that's it. Yeah, I'm done. Like, no, I wasn't even, <laughs> I wasn't even out to people for a day before I said, no, I, I, I was wrong, you know? And I literally, I remember turning around to my friends because I turned around to them and I told them first. And she was like, you haven't told anyone about this, have you? As if it was like some fucking disease that I had that I should keep a secret because people treat me differently or something. Um, and like, I, I remember turning around to them like the next day or something. And I was like, yeah, I spoke to my mum and she made some really good points of like, I'm too young and I shouldn't label yet, which is bullshit, by the way, because... Like, my mom's reasoning was like, oh, it's just like, I didn't want people to, like, bully you. Or I didn't want, like, I didn't want you to you to label yourself and then turn around and it not be the case. And then you look, you know, you look stupid or, or people make fun of you. And I'm like, okay, well, first of all, largely our generation doesn't give a fuck about that shit. And if they did, I didn't want to be friends with those people anyway. <laughs> It was never one of those things where I was concerned about how people would react. I was concerned about the people I care about and how they will react. But it wasn't like, ah, oh, I'm worried how my mum's going to react. Or, not not that. In, in the sense of like, I'm, I'm worried how she's going to react. It was more, I'm worried I'm going to lose you because of how you react. Do you know what I mean? And I was definitely never worried about people I didn't care about. Because those people mean nothing to me. And I wasn't going to lose them. So it didn't matter. Um, and so obviously when my mom said those things, I was like, okay, bad reaction. Go back in. We're, it's fine. Uh, closets are good. We're just going to stay here. And I, I like advocated aggressively that I was straight for like the next four years or something. And I hate it. That is the one thing because I'm like an overwhelming narcissistic asshole. Like most people know, I love myself as I should because I'm I'm good. I I think I'm a really good person. Not like I'm a good person, but I think I'm cool and I think I'm awesome and I think I have amazing qualities. I'm very charismatic. I'm very funny. I'm fairly attractive. You know, I'm ten out of ten over here, and um, that, that's it. That's literally it. Um, that's all I had to say. <laughs> so. <laughs> I genuinely can't remember what I was going to say. Um, but yeah, so like, 
oh yeah so so nothing in like when I was younger really embarrasses me because not in like a doing those things made me who I am today or anything stupid like that it's just like I've always been confident in myself to some degree like even when I wasn't confident in myself there were elements of me that I was extremely confident in so if there was part of me that I didn't like like a part of me that I was unconfident in I like overcompensated with something else so like um I which I'm going to talk about later on is like I used to be I still am quite spark about my body um and when I when before when it was really really bad like it's still bad now but it's it's just better right <laughs> um I would overcompensate with the fact that I thought I wasn't appealing to people like physically speaking with the fact that I was so appealing to people <laughs> in a personality kind of sense so I was like if you don't fall in love with me physically, you're going to fall in love with me emotionally. That's it. They're your options. <laughs> like, either way, you're falling in love. You can't not. I'm too amazing. So, like, oh, I've always been, like, confident in some aspect of myself. But, like, and so nothing in my, like, nothing in my past really embarrasses me. And I know for a fact that it pisses off my friends. Because, like, they're constantly, like, I have nothing on you and you have everything on me. I hate you. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's true. That is very true. And then I just bring up all their embarrassing stories and, and they try and bring up embarrassing stories about me and I just laugh because I'm like, I'm hilarious. I think I was explaining it to Sarah, for anyone who doesn't know, Sarah's my childhood best friend. We've been friends since we were like five or something. Uh, she hated me at first um, because she was delusional. I don't fucking know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, now, now she's stuck with me because I know too much shit about her. Um, but like... I was talking to her the other day and, and and I was just explaining that like like you you can't embarrass me like even when people are laughing like at me and stuff there's they're still like laughing with me and like nothing embarrasses me and because because just nothing embarrasses me I'm too great I'm too cool and so I was embarrassing her the other day um and 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 yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was that was it um but yeah so like I've never really cared about what people think um apart from that period of my life where I was so dead set on making sure that people thought that I was straight and I'm so like that's the only thing that embarrasses me but like you can't make a joke about that well you can you can be like oh yeah you you fucking <laughs> came out and then went the exact same the exact opposite way or something you know but it's it's like one of those things where it's very niche you know it's, it's like no one's gonna laugh at that no one's gonna Oh, want to hear an embarrassing story? Kiara, like, if you, if you don't run, you're like, want to hear an embarrassing story? Kiara came out to her, her parents and then instantly ran back inside the closet so far that she basically went to fucking Narnia. Like, yes, it's funny and people laugh at the joke that you made, but no one's going to fucking laugh at the fact that I was so fucking traumatized by my parents' response to me coming out that I was like, yeah, no, I'm going to be straight forever now. And the, the thing that didn't help is that even though I was, like, dead set on people thinking that I was straight, I also was definitely not going to conform to society to be more feminine. So I still, like, dressed and acted like a butch lesbian, and which is what everyone called me. <laughs> um, sometimes not in the nicest way. Uh, <laughs> but we were just fine. We won't talk about that. Um, and, and so I was like, no, but yeah, but like, I know I look like a lesbian, but I, I love dick. Oh my God, man. Mm, yummy. Great. They're the best. <laughs> and everyone was so just like, uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Sure. 
And I was like, I'm serious, I do. And I do, men are cool sometimes. <laughs> when they're not speaking or having opinions, um, which defeats the purpose of who I am because like, I need an emotional bond. So you have to speak at some point. Although to be fair, I'm such a conversationalist that I don't think other people really need to speak in conversations with me. So I think I'm fine. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so came out that time, it didn't go best. So I was like, do you know what? Fucking let's have a go again. <laughs> um, and what pushed it this time, because I was so dead set on it never happening. I was like, I might not ever come out to my parents. But like, it wasn't even so much that I was like, in those four years, I was still questioning secretly, but I didn't want anyone to know. I wouldn't even let myself question. Like, I would not even let myself consider the possibility that I might be queer in any sense. Because I was so like, trying to convince myself that I was straight. Which is so shitty because... Think of all the amazing things that could have happened in that time if I just continued to question and and go through different labels and and try and figure out who I was, which is something I wanted to touch on earlier. The bullshit excuse that people turn around and say, oh, you're too young, don't label, blah, 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 blah. It's so shitty, right? Because sometimes, yes, you don't have to label your sexuality. It's not something you have to do if you really don't want to. Don't feel pressured to do anything that you don't want to do. But also some people find comfort and validation in labels and that's okay too. Either reaction to labels is fine. And the idea that you're too young to figure out who you are is bullshit and shouldn't be perpetuated because it's so negative. Because at what point do you become old enough? Because, because well, and, and obviously people would be like, oh, you know, like, oh, maybe when you're older and your teens or whatever, right? But like, there's such a small window of being an older teenager and being an adult. And and most people feel like when they get to adulthood, they're like, well, if I was queer, I would know by now. Do you know what I mean? Why would you know by now? Society has turned around and told you you're not allowed to question until you're like fucking, I don't know, 17. And then when you're 17, you have like a year or something to figure out what sexuality you are, which is bullshit. And you shouldn't. You should. You can question from as young as you want to as old as you want. There's no conforming to it because the idea of conforming to heteronormative stereotypes and ideals and wants and needs from you as a queer person is bullshit. You can't conform to something you're not a part of. That's like asking the color yellow to be a cool undertone. Fuck no, it's yellow. It's literally so vibrant. It's the color of the fucking sun. It's not gonna represent ice in any sort of way. Fuck off. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And and so anyway, yeah. <laughs> so obviously, you know, I started questioning again because I was like, Do you know what? No, I've literally forced myself to be something I'm not for the last like four years. I want to know because if I am straight, then I'm straight. And if I'm not, I'm not. And that's fine. And if people don't want that, fuck them. Fuck them for making me feel like I was invalid. Fuck them for making me feel like I couldn't be who I wanted to be. And spoiler alert, I'm Demi Pan. (laughs) Um, So I went through, like, I I knew, I kind of had always kind of thought that I was on the asexual spectrum. When I initially came out as bi, not so much. But then after that, I started looking for different labels possibly for like the small from like maybe a week um and then I was like yeah no we'll just stick with straight because it's safe um and I I considered maybe being asexual but like that seemed so extreme and I was like oh I'm not that but I'm also not allosexual either which I didn't know at the time but it's basically people who form sexual attractions you know straight off the bat there's no like they they form it quite regularly at like a uh, uh saying quotations 
a normal rate. It's like the normal people, right? <laughs> and so, anyway, I knew I wasn't that either. Um, even though I didn't know the name for it. <laughs> and so, like, I, you know, obviously got older and, you know, learned more and educated myself more and, and came across the fact that you don't have to be asexual or allosexual. Like, it's a spectrum. The asexuality is a spectrum. There's grey sexual. There's different categories that come underneath that. Like, and personally speaking, demisexual is the one that fit me the most. Which basically means I need emotional bonds to be attracted to people. And it's something I require. I cannot form a physical or romantic attraction to someone when I meet them. And even then, it will take a while for me to build an emotional bond with them. And so, like, it's it's never just, it's never there for me. And it's not something that's going to happen. And it's not that, like, oh, I prefer my attraction towards people when I know them better. It's like a, there is no attraction to people until I know them better kind of thing. Um, not to, like, gatekeep, because I know that kind of sounds gatekeepy, but it's more of, like, a, there are people who will invalidate it completely if I don't make that disclaimer of, like, this isn't something I'm just doing to be interesting. Um, which is so shitty, by the way, that, like, I have to do that. I shouldn't, I should just be able to say something and explain it, and people will be like, yeah, okay, cool, <laughs> you know? Um, and then, obviously, the pan bit means pansexual, which means I don't consider gender. When I've liked people, it's never been a consideration. Um, it's it's like, it's never affected it. There, there's never been someone I've looked at. Like, everyone's the same to me, basically. You're all shitty mortals that aren't comparable to me at all. <laughs> but yeah, so so that's that's how I identify in regards to my sexuality. But then, the, like, and I've spoken to so many people, so many friends that I have who, like, have come out and then almost instantly after coming out have started a gender crisis. Um, <laughs> and so basically, you kind of become secure in your sexual orientation or you're comfortable with whatever it is at the moment. And you've told all the people around you and it's no longer this hiding kind of keeping a secret questioning kind of thing. It's like, oh, yeah, this is definitely me. And everyone knows now to the point where you're like, and then your body's like, okay. Next thing on the agenda, gender. <laughs> it's gender time. Um, and, like, personally speaking, fuck, man. Oh, the gender one's so much worse. For anyone who's listening to this who hasn't questioned their gender, um, but has questioned their sexuality, and, what, what like, it doesn't matter what conclusion you came to, it's so <laughs> shitty questioning your gender because it's such, like, it's the whole basis of gender is a social construct. Like, all of it is just, like, gender, not biological sex, but, like, gender is just a complete social construct. And so you feel, so, like, you're turning around and you're like, yeah, I really resonate with this, but I know that that doesn't necessarily make me this. So, for instance, like, personally speaking, right now, I'm identifying as genderqueer. Um, I use she, they pronouns. Pronouns do not equal gender, but it's always good to tell people. <laughs> Um, uh, and basically, uh, like, uh, there's a wedding coming up in October that I'm going to, hopefully, if COVID doesn't cancel it, um, which I'm not talking about, by the way. Like, I, th I, I don't know if I mentioned before, I might have mentioned it before, but I don't want to be one of those people that's like, yeah, life in COVID. And it's like, oh, fuck, no, I'm not marketing off of this. Fuck capitalism. Anyway, not that I market at all. <laughs> I'm just a weird 17 year old sitting in there. Uh, fucking living room talking to their phone as if it's gonna respond mm, sad anyway <laughs> um, 
So there's a, my cousin's wedding is happening in October. I'm hopefully going to go to it. And one of the things I was speaking to my mom about was, because we were talking, because my mom had ordered like suits and stuff. And my sister was going to wear her dress that she was going to wear to her formal. So we decided that navy was going to be the color that we were all going to wear. Because my mom likes us all to match. Um, which is, you know, fine. Whatever. Cool. And it is kind of cool. Anyway, not the point. <laughs> and, uh, like, one thing that uh, uh, I, I, I've always kind of hated about going to, like, formal events is the, the necessary need for me to wear a dress. Because I'm already quite, like female perceived and femininely perceived and and so like wearing a dress just like like for the most part I, like I never wear skirts unless it's school uniform and like I try and dress I dress in like men's clothes and I try and look as masculine as possible with my clothing so that people even for the smallest little bit have to question it <laughs> because in every other aspect they perceive me as female anyway not the point uh and so I said to my mom I was like am I gonna have to wear a dress and like exactly in that tone because that's how I ask all the time and she's like no like not if you don't want to you don't have to um and she kind of at first um was like oh yeah you can wear like a jumpsuit or or like a or like a you know like a fancy jumpsuit kind of thing uh I think she called it a cloth suit or whatever I don't fucking know I'm not calling it that because I can't be arsed um <laughs> and uh I was like yeah yeah you know and then I started talking to her about it again uh, like a couple of days later, because I was just happy I didn't have to wear a dress, but I also kind of wanted to wear a suit. And she was like, yeah, we can get you like a, a woman's suit or whatever. We can get you like a tailor fitted suit if you want. And um, like erasing the woman bit, suit sounds fun, <laughs> right? And I was so like, and, and one of the things that like families tend to do is like, they go, oh, all the boys get a photo, all the girls get a photo. And like, I've been speaking to a lot of my friends about the possibility of me and my dad getting a photo in our suits because they're going to be like a similar color because we're all wearing the same color and I don't know it'd be like that kind of like father-son or whatever experience that I will never get well not that I'll never get because there's plenty of times where me and my dad bond over things like cutting wood <laughs> and, and like fires and video games and, and men stuff but that's what I mean like that's that's bullshit that's based on like stereotypes and I know that like that 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 is like the social construct idea of gender I'm and I and I'm like oh I don't want to feed into the social construct or whatever but like I want that (laughs) you know but the the thing that I've kind of said and what has made me feel better I suppose about it is that Gender is 100% a social construct. And right now, in the way gender is perceived, it's a negative social construct. It's a binary that's conforming. You're either this or you're that. There's no in-between. There's no other options. That's it. That's all you get. And and even then, with the introduction and the more normalization and mainstreamness of non-binary, it's still becoming like this third option. It's just becoming trinary rather than a binary now. And it's like... Non-binary is an umbrella term, you know, it's it's not some secret third gender, it's nothing like that, you know, it's, it's this other way that people identify outside of the binary, and there's a spectrum of it, there's people, and obviously pronouns don't equal gender, but there's people who use she, they pronouns and identify more with being feminine, but are still non-binary, and people identify with more masculine tropes, and but they're still non-binary, like that doesn't, that doesn't make them a man, that doesn't make them a woman, there's nothing... 
like binary about it that's the whole point it's the opposite of binary it's not which is so stupid because that's still in itself a binary but you know what i mean like like it's it's the idea that it is not it's the absence of a binary and so trying to make it into like this other option or this trinary is the is fucking counterproductive and the opposite of what we want or that non-binary people want i suppose maybe i'm non-binary i'm genderqueer whatever it's fine we move um anyway and and so uh fuck i can't remember what i was saying but i just know that like oh yeah yeah yeah. okay so even with the more normalization of non-binary it's still kind of becoming this it's a categories kind of game and and that's not what it is gender is a social construct therefore there's nothing we can't create within gender so like there's no there's no basis for what gender is right there's no scientific factual logical explanation for why we did what we did when it came to gender it's shit that we perpetuated from the patriarchy and misogyny and the oppression of women and and creating this lesser and greater and therefore we created a binary in that of like men and women and with that we had to assign them roles so we assigned all the good jobs to men which was like the important things in society like keeping capitalism running and shit and then we assigned all the shitty ones to women like the chores that you don't want to do um and like that's that's where the gender like binary comes from but it's obviously a social construct that's not true there are men who know how to clean and cook there are women who know how to fight and and be assholes like just like men (laughs) and and so there's nothing that we can't create within the idea of gender you don't have to conform to what it is and it doesn't have to be this harmful thing in the same way that time is a social construct we created that no other fucking species well no they do perceive time but only because they learn to perceive it not because like it was there in the beginning do you know what i mean like if you never teach someone how to read a clock or that there's certain times in the day they're not going to know it do you know what i mean it's not something that's just rooted in you to know from the beginning it's a social construct in the same way that every other thing in society is basically a social construct but not all of them are harmful <laughs> right they don't always have to be this negative thing and so the idea that if if time is a social construct and it can be useful why can't gender Gender can be a social construct as well and still be useful for people. It, just because we can agree that gender is a social construct doesn't give it any less base. Because we can agree that time's a social construct, it's still important and it's still something that we use in society and that we value and that is useful to people. Therefore, gender can be too. And so as much as yes, the stereotypes are harmful and we should get rid of the stereotypes, There's nothing to say that agreeing that gender is a social construct that should be adjusted or changed. There's nothing to say that you can't find a gender identity still. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, (laughs) I completely got sidetracked. Um, But yeah, so uh, I'm obviously genderqueer, she, they pronouns. There we go. That's the big stuff that kind of happened to me this year um it's kind of like a funny little weird game of catch up uh um uh, there was something i wanted to talk about though so for those of you who aren't aware i am a fucking 
insane, raging, hopeless romantic. <laughs> like, really, really badly. And, and like, largely I would blame my mom and my dad because... And, like, it's kind of weird because, personally speaking, I don't like their relationship. And, and I wouldn't want a relationship like that because it's low-key toxic. But, you know, it's fine. We fucking move. Um... But, like, it doesn't stop the fact that, like, I they they confirm for me that love is real. And it's something that's out there and that you can feel for people. And personally speaking, obviously, I've had my own experiences of love. Um, and they obviously, you know, haven't always been the best. <laughs> They've been kind of shitty. <laughs> but, like... That doesn't stop it from being something that exists and, and something that's beautiful. It's in the same way that, like, I have hay fever and I'm allergic to pollen, but I still think flowers are fucking gorgeous. And I love flowers and I love being around flowers. And, and it hurts me, yeah, sure, but, like, I don't care. It's, it's wonderful to experience. And I do think that there's this aspect of love that is so like cool and 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 I don't even mean just like romantic love because this could technically apply to platonic love as well it's the idea of like someone knowing you so fucking well so I don't know if any of you guys have ever listened to the song please notice me by Christian Leave I think um it's fucking good <laughs> it's it's so good and it like and like I think it is and and you know you might disagree but you're wrong so um but in, in the song it uh basically it's it's based around like the the idea that like you notice someone else's like like when they sigh that it means that they're sad and you notice all their little habits and their their like quirks and their features and and shit that they do specifically that makes them an individual and, and their reactions to shit and and you think about how that reaction affects them and all this kind of stuff but like it's the hopefulness that someone will think that about you. And I think there's like an element of everyone wanting that. It's like, it's why, sorry, you can probably hear my dog. You can probably hear him the whole way through this, to be fair, but whatever, it's fine. Um, but like, I think there's like, we're always raised to kind of believe that like, the best thing you can possibly get is someone that knows you like in and out. Someone who knows that when you fucking rub your two fingers together, you're mad or whatever. <laughs> like the small shit that they notice. Because you're just like, you're that person's... Because it gives us a kind of idea that you're that person's priority. You know, like it. it's like, if I've spent time observing you and looking at you and understanding how you work and how all the little gears in your head turn and, and all the shit that happens to you to make you who you are and how you as a person function... It means I care. I like I obviously give a shit about you to an extent. Whether it's in a negative or bad way, I still give a shit. Do you know what I mean? And so it's it's this really like I don't know, it, it it's just so nice to think that there's someone out there. Not like not oh, there's someone out there made for you, but there's someone out there who when they meet you is gonna be so enthralled by who you are that they they want to spend time getting to know every little detail and like I suppose some people find that scary which is fine you know you're allowed to react to it however you want it's it's whatever um 
But like, I love the idea that there's someone who's going to know me inside and out. And I think it largely comes from me just not wanting to have to communicate how I feel all the time. It's it's, it's probably stemmed from my more uh, toxic traits of like, I can't be asked, asked? Ew, gross. I can't be asked to like talk to you today. So you're just going to have to read my fucking mind. But I, I don't know, there's something about it that's like, the dedication of of someone towards you is really good. Co- this is my god complex coming in. <laughs> my god complex is seeping through with just like a, I want people to praise me. <laughs> um, but no, I, I just think that like, the idea that there are people that look at this world, like personally say, think speaking personally speaking i think i see the world in quite like a beautiful light like don't get me wrong i i'm not brainwashed i can recognize that there are flaws within this world but less the world and more society there are flaws within society i don't think there's flaws within the actual physical physicality of like the earth itself because it's fucking beautiful and like human and and the basis of human humanity i think is cool as well like like i always explain to people that like i have this fear of death i don't want to ever stop living because to live is to experience right like it and um, i know that that kind that it gives off this kind of like oh you know uh if if you're in like a coma or you can't experience things you're you're not living but then even even then people within comas experience shit and and uh, you know if you're if you're breathing that's you experiencing air <laughs> do you know what i mean like I, i'm not saying all the experiences are going to be good i'm not saying they're all going to be these beautiful wonderful moments in life right but they're going to be there and they're going to be shit that you go through and that equates to your life right it's like when people say, oh, my life flashed before my eyes. They're talking about the shit that they experienced. The things that they did in their life, whether it be sitting at home, doing nothing the whole time, that was shit that they did. It was experiences they had. And that was what flashed before their eyes. The life of it. Not the actual, like, oh, my heart pumping, you know, me, my lungs they're taking in oxygen or whatever. It was never, like, that's not what they talk about. They talk about the things that they experienced as, like, a as a person and and I think that that's so cool and I I don't think that there's ever a good reason why that should stop like if you don't want to experience it obviously fair enough stop it from happening um I'll ne- I'm, I'm never going to turn around and be like oh but life is so beautiful <laughs> why would you ever want to stop because that's my experience with it there's nothing to say that your experiences with life have been good and my experiences haven't been the best so there's some shitty things that have happened to me sorry i was in the middle of a sentence and something happened and i had to go see what it was um and i literally can't even remember what i was saying but all i mean is that experiencing life even the most simplest shit is like really really cool And there's so many things that, like, I've done in my life that are so small and seemingly insignificant. But they're, like, the most amazing things. Like, I would say people are what make life, like, the best. Because, and yes, obviously, sometimes people are shitty. And that's never going to stop. 
Um, there's always going to be someone who fucking pisses you off and irks you in some sort of way. But there are also people that make life fucking wonderful. Like, so good. Because, like, like, one of my favorite things is, like, meeting people and getting close to them and understanding every single little detail about them. Like, but like basically, learning to love people. That's what I like doing. That's one of, I have to say, like, if we were allowed to consider anything we do as a hobby and not just, like, the basic stuff that you consider hobbies, that's my favorite hobby. <laughs> doing that is so wonderful. And, like, people are just like, oh, so you like making friends. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't just mean, like, making friends. I like, like, I like loving people. But, but yeah, but <laughs> just, like, I like, I like loving people. And I think that understanding people in the most, like, intricate and, and specific way that you can is, like, the coolest thing to do. And largely, it's because that's the best way for me to know how to communicate and, like, interact with people is to understand them <laughs> to the best of my ability. Because everyone has their own individual needs and whatever, and I like to know how I can make people the most comfortable. Um... Which comes across as kind of people pleaser, but it's only when I know, like, I, if if we have an initial reaction, interact. Mm -hmm. If we have an an initial interaction, and like, I don't think that we. Oh my god! I swear to God, I hate children. I don't. I don't even know if you guys can hear this, but I know that I can hear them screaming, and it's pissing me off. Anyway, <laughs> but like, if we have an initial interaction and like I don't want to get to know you afterwards after that then I won't get to know you afterwards like that's that's just what's gonna happen and and it seems like really like you know this is it no ifs ands or buts about it and and that's I guess that's kind of shitty but also it's kind of like whatever that's how I am um but like for the most part I'm not like that because as much as I say if if, if we I don't want to get to know you after our initial reaction I won't get to know you for the most part it takes a lot for people to make a bad impression on me. But once you have, that's it. You, you're done and you get no fucking second chances. And so, yes, as much as it seems abrupt, like, you would have had to do, do be, like, an asshole when we first met for me to really dislike you, <laughs> do you know? Um, and and so once I, once I do that, once I get to know you, I love, like, properly understanding people and, like, getting to know them, like, properly understanding them and knowing, like, that when they do this, they're upset. And, like, obviously it takes time for me to do that. I don't, it's, I'm not saying I'm some master observator, Ob observer, observator, what the fuck? Observer. I'm not some master, like, detective or observer or psychoanalyst who can just, like, instantly understand shit about people. It takes a while. It takes, like, maybe years maybe months depends but once I do I get such a, a sense of like achievement like I'm like I know that I can do whatever I can in my in my capabilities and my powers to make you feel the most comfortable at any given time that's not to say that I will <laughs> it just means that because I care about you now the most likely I will but also if it's out of my way and it makes me uncomfortable I'm not gonna do it which you shouldn't have to. And I think that that's love. And I think that that's great. I think that's wonderful. And I would love for someone to do the same thing for me. And I, I don't know if people have. I don't know if people will. Um, 
But I just think it's something really wonderful to experience. And it gets such a bad rep as well. I think I've spoken about it before, maybe on this podcast. I've definitely spoken about it before in my life. But love gets such a bad rep because people associate it with the things that happen after like someone loves you or whatever. So like people cheating on you or betraying you or hurting you in some sort of emotional level people associate love with those things but that that like to me that is not love and I think to most people that's not love like people can recognize that when people hurt you it then they don't love you but yet we still associate love with those things because oftentimes we'll say that love leads to that but love love leads to fucking none of that love leads to love that's it like like if you love someone and you keep loving them you're just gonna keep loving them (laughs) like nothing else is like other things will happen but they'll happen because of your humanity and because of how you act as a person love doesn't cause deceit and betrayal and heartache and hurt people cause those things and people fucking and that sounds like oh guns don't kill people people kill people or whatever but sorry um (laughs) my dad came home and i had to speak to him but, um, see, I fucking hate when I do this. I just forget what I was saying. But, but yeah, so basically, I just think that, like, loving people is, like, one of the best things. And, and love gets such a bad rep, obviously. And, like, it get oh, that's what I was saying. It, like, it gives, <laughs> me saying that gives off the same energy as, like, oh, guns don't kill people. People kill people or whatever um which is i suppose true but then just don't give people the guns do you know what i mean which is the same same can be said for love if if people don't hurt you love does then don't give people your love don't give people the access to hurt you which is fair enough do that if you want but also i think you're losing out on some experiences because not everyone's gonna hurt you with love do you know what i mean that's not me saying that you should just go around handing people guns (laughs) like you know oh you're gonna miss out on so many fun experiences not being shot (laughs) um but I just, I just think that, like, in specifics to love, because love can have good attributes to it. Guns don't have any good attributes. Um, I think that, like, there's so many, like, personally speaking, having been, like, been, like, in love with people, whether it be romantic or platonic, I've had so many good, like, like, I don't know, I, I don't want to say life-changing, because I've only lived for 17 years, and, you know, who's to say that it genuinely changed my life that much? Um, I feel like you can't know how much something has changed something until it comes to its conclusion. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> I just think that, like, they've definitely, whatever was going to happen with my life, if I hadn't met those people, and if I hadn't learned to love those people, and started loving those people... I don't think my life would be the way it is. And I can't imagine continuing my life without loving those people now. I've kind of become codependent on them. Which maybe is negative, but who gives a fuck? Not me. <laughs> um, and I just think that, like, stopping yourself from experiencing love is, like, so fucking sad. And no one should ever feel that they have to do that. And the fact that humanity and people as a whole have made people feel that they have to do that fucking sucks because it is like it is at the end of the day people that make you feel that way it's people that turn around and fucking you know make you feel that you aren't safe around them or that you that you need to hide who you are or 
or or chill your heart i say in quotations um because like like because obviously you know it is it is people that do that and i understand doing it as well because personally speaking i've been hurt by people in my life and and therefore distance myself from people as like a whole sort of but like i also think that it shouldn't be like it obviously shouldn't be that way but i also think that my need as such to shield myself from people in order to protect myself in the long run and and maybe it will continue to um but it's like hurt me or whatever in the past and it's like it's 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 like uh not not so much hurt me but more limited my experiences as a person and like i said before life i think one of the greatest aspects of life is the experiences of it and it is like experiencing stuff as like a human being and as a whole and just any experience that you have that contributes to you as a person and makes you human they're the most like they're the best to have right um and so even though those people could have hurt me in the past i think i would have been better off getting to know more people and letting them get closer because i think I could have learned to love and met so many more people that I would love. Because I've had so many people in my life who I instantly shut down and didn't become friends with. Because I was like, I know that you're going to end up hurting me. Because I know the people you hang around and those people have hurt me. Or you seem like the type who would. And then I've spoken to them like later on and I've been like, whoa, you're actually kind of cool. Like... I actually quite like you and I think I'm going to get to know you and become friends with you now and then I've become friends with those people and I've just been like think of what would have happened if I wasn't like forced to interact with this person and I didn't get to know them and realize that they're cool like think of what would have happened if I didn't get to experience this because now like I have friends who are like the best people in the world <laughs> and, and they're like so important to me and I just think they're really cool and I would have not become close to them because for maybe a number of reasons you know I didn't think that they were interesting enough or they seemed like the type of person who would hurt me blah 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 whatever and I just by chance happened to on this those occasions get to know them and push myself through and and push myself through the turmoil or whatever and like you know meet them as people and, and understand them as people and I end up loving them now and I love those people and they're the most important to me and and it's so, like, kind of, not, I don't want to say mind-boggling, but it is interesting to think about the possibility that I have just cut people off without considering that they could have been some of the most beautiful human beings to ever meet. Um, <laughs> I don't even know, like, this is, the, I swear to God, this is how most of my conversations go, where I just start it, and then I'm like, how the fuck did I end up here? Um, <laughs> but, uh you know, obviously it's coming to the end of the podcast. Um, I usually go to 52 minutes, uh, which I, I think I, I checked. I, I'm almost certain it's 52 minutes. I'm going to 52 minutes now anyway. Zip. Um, I'm, I'm going to maybe start doing these more often, but I'm pretty sure I made that promise last time. So, <laughs> so don't fucking hold me to any of that. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, I feel like there was loads more I should have talked about that I didn't, but like, it's whatever. We fu- we fucking move. I've forgotten it anyway. If it was important, I would have remembered it. No, I wouldn't have. I forget important things too. 
Um, but yeah, no, that's me. I'm done. Uh, I guess the peace or whatever. <laughs>